This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. back i am eric he is paul this is day four from the industry summit brought to you by buck city breaks what's up paul saw dude saw man how you doing today <laughs> man i'm doing all right good good right, good man it's it's the last day it's the last day of the it's summit bittersweet sadness a little bit a little tired so i'm kind of glad it's over You're glad it's like, over. you don't want it to be over so that kind of feeling. this is just going to roll right into our spring training trip coming right up so it is i mean don't blink it's going to be here it's true it's going to be here <laughs> Awesome. Glad so you guys can see that since we're um, on radio. We sat down with uh, Mark from Handbid uh, two days ago. Kind of got an up, update about the auction and what was going on. But today, we brought in the big guns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huge. Huge gun. <laughs> Jeff from Handbid is sitting across from us. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing real well. And then we have Ray Shaluti from the Entry Summit, the National Marketing. All He does all that great stuff. Everything you see great about the hobby. He usually puts it out there. All of it? Yeah. <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> All right. Good, oh, yeah, right. good morning, Thanks, Ray. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good, okay, good, good. All right. So uh, can we first get an update about how things are going with this current auction? When we when we started a couple of days ago, I think it was around $1,200. Yep, something so like that. So where are we at now? Well, we've doubled that amount. Okay. Awesome. We're, we're happy about that so far. But we've got, um, got a few more hours left in this auction. So we want to get more people participating in it. We've sure. got some great stuff out there for people to bid on. Okay. And it is a mobile app. Right? right. That's the beauty of Handbid. You can bid from anywhere. So for all of your listeners who are interested in checking the auction out, they can go to events.handbid.com. They can uh, view the auction there. They can also download the Handbid app, mm-hmm. and then they can find the Industry Summit auction in there. They can check it out, and they can start placing some bids. It'd be great. That'd be cool. great. That'd be great. It's going to go to a great cause, Ray. Can you tell us a little bit about that cause? Oh, absolutely. You know, we're very excited. Uh, this is the first time that the Industry Summit has done a auction of this magnitude, mm-hmm. and for a national cause. We're we we wanted to do something to connect and get some synergy with the national. I sure. mean, that's our industry, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's who we are. And so. What we did is, uh, with the help of our friends from Handbid, um, who've come in and, and they're a sponsor of the Industry Summit, and they've also allowed us to use the platform, we're going to conduct this auction. The, the money that is going to be generated, 100% of the proceeds, will be allocated to Make-A-Wish in Ohio. Okay. And we're going to work with them to find a young boy or girl, underserved, um, and their parents, and give them uh, an experience of a lifetime. Hmm. We're going to have them come to the National. The National's been great. They've, they've donated rooms and VIP passes. and hmm. We're going to, you know allow them to meet the the players i'll take them behind the in the green room and 
get to meet uh, countless players sure. that uh, TriStar will be bringing in. And, uh, you know, depending upon how much money we raise, and we hope we raise a lot, they'll have the opportunity. Maybe we'll give them a spending spree, too. You mentioned that off air, and Paul and I's eyes lit up. Paul, you were like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that would have been, I mean, I could only imagine being a little kid and getting the opportunity to do something like that would just be fantastic. Yeah, well, that's what we you should know? do. You know, as an industry, we should be able to give back. And, and, and as I told the, uh, the attendees here yesterday, this is your auction. You know, mm-hmm. We want you to be proud that, you know, we're conducting it. But, you know, when you go home to your community, you're the ones that are saying, hey, I'm involved in that auction. That's right. my industry. Mm-hmm. We're giving back and, and, and be proud and, and excited about it. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it, giving back, because there's so much. You know, a lot of these guys don't know how to do that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like they get caught up in the day-to-day or whatever, and this gives them an opportunity. to They're away from their normal life. They're away from what's going on to be able to focus on something else. Well, it's, I mean, it's great for the industry summit, but I remember we're a B2B here. Right. But the national is more consumer-related. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, the national loves that idea because, again, and, and the nice thing about it is that everyone from the B2B here is part of the national. Exactly. Right? So we're all the same family. And exactly. so it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Speaking of the national, I'm I'm just assuming that you guys are going to have something very similar like this set up at the national. Is, is that going to be? Is that true? Is it accurate? Yes. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I'm sure items have not started coming in from that, but on a on I'm sure it's going to be a much larger scale than you know. The, this well, is a, this is not a small venue, but it's a, it's a nice venue. But the national's huge. Well, you know what we you know when when I ask uh, Jeff to get involved, and mm-hmm. you know he he said absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wanted to come in, and really, this is kind of a showcase yeah. for the industry. Sure. You know, just kind of get them acclimated to what handbit is and, and the capabilities and abilities that they have. So, we, we, you know, we didn't have it as a major, major auction, but it, there's enough items in there to generate enough money to make somebody really excited. Right, right. What do you think about it, Jeff? When you've seen it firsthand, what, how do you think this is going? Well, this is our first summit here at Handbit. We've, uh, we've had a great time. Yeah. Um, we're really, really pleased so far with the response we've gotten from the folks that have been bidding in the auction, mm-hmm. just about their experience with hand bid and how they like it. And, you know, we were doing a presentation yesterday. Um, we got up on stage to just kind of give an overview of our company. And I was showing how to bid in the app in the auction, and it was getting outbid by somebody in the crowd at the same time <laughs> who kept awesome. winking at me and having a good time. So, you know, that's the type of response we're looking for. And we're excited to be working with Ray on this and with Beckett and, and also looking forward to the national. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're not an industry guy, so what are your thoughts coming into something like this? What are you going to take away from this? Well, I'm learning a lot. Okay. Right? So I like going into some of these sessions because this is not an industry that I personally know a lot about in terms of uh, collectibles. I know a ton about memorabilia, uh-huh. right? Um, and we do a lot of auctions in the charity space. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the charities, they'll they'll bring in a lot of the stuff that's in our auction, right? A lot of sports memorabilia, everything else. Um, don't see a ton of cards uh, in the charity auction space yet. But, okay. So that's been the part that we've learned a lot about. Um, I absolutely love the folks that have been here. Incredibly genuine, nice people. Um, you know, just, I, I, I'd be, I have to be honest with you, I'm blown away with just how um, cooperative people have been. Sure. You know, especially with what we're trying to do here with Make-A-Wish, because this is, you know, when Ray and I talked about it, we said, we're not sure how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, n- everybody's familiar with auctions, right? It's not going to be that part of it, um, but we're bringing technology in and we're asking people to open up their hearts and their wallets and do something for a great cause. And we've been really pleased with that so far. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I've told Jeff that, you know, knowing the, the industry like I do yeah, and what he's capable of doing, 
you know, a lot of these hobby dealers, they deal, and a lot of their clients are nonprofits. You know, they provide nonprofits with either consignment items or they sell it outright or they donate it. Right. And so for hand, for them to have uh, the platform, to, uh, access to Handbed, go to a nonprofit and say, hey, listen, I can help you uh, fundraise. I can give you the, the, the hand-bid auction. I can give you the product. And so it's another way of connecting with their community. And, and, and I think there's a, a huge potential for that. Of course. Yeah, of course. Makes sense. I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's awesome. It's, it's, a, it's a good community. point uh, that he brings up. And uh, uh, the, reach, the reach here could, could impact worldwide. I mean, significantly. It could charity-wise. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Well, that's, a, we, you know, that's a great point because, you know, We've seen in auctions on Handbit, uh, we've done something with Sean Casey. He used yeah, to play yeah. for the Pirates in Cincinnati, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's got a foundation in, in Pittsburgh. It's uh, for underserved kids, and um, he just used the the, uh, the auction platform last year. And uh, you know, normally they did like $33,000 a year. Right. Well, in this first auction that he did, he did 133000 Oh, wow. Uh, and, and what happened is that, you know, because now you're you're looking at a wider universe, sure. Not just city of Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. You know, he, you know, he was able to go out and solicit and sell to. Well, they they were bidders from Australia, New oh, York. Yeah, he had to ship an item to Australia. <laughs> and, but you know, at the same time, you know, because he had this uh, this platform, you know, he's good friends with Eddie Vedder. Uh-huh. And uh, Eddie bas- basically uh, donated some guitars, ukuleles, oh, and, wow. and not only that, but he, Eddie, you know, on on Eddie's Instagram, they you know they promoted it. Sure. You know, let me talk. You're talking about millions, right? But the the program allows you to do that, right? Exactly. You know? And so, like this, you heard, you know, uh, Sean did it again, but he came out with a different, a whole different approach. You know, he went out and asked for everything. Because he knew he could sell it, and right. so anyway, that's the uh, the opportunity that somebody has in, in utilizing the platform. That's awesome. That was All an right. extra hundred thousand dollars. I just dawned on me. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I'm gonna ask you guys to please excuse the background noise. The air conditioner or something just kicked on, and we are directly under a vent. So yes, uh, none of us are breathing heavy or anything like that. It's just the <laughs> <laughs> it's just the 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 vent that this we're sitting under. It's a bit under. of a haunted hotel. <laughs> All right, uh, before we let you get out of here, can you please tell our listeners, again, how to get involved with Handbid, where they can find you on social media, uh, your website, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to check the auction out, you can go to events.handbid.com. Okay. Um, If you want to participate in the auction from your mobile device, I would recommend going to either the Apple iTunes store, the app store there, or you can go to the Google Play store. You can download the Handbid app. Okay. Once you uh, register yourself, just search for the Industry Summit auction in the list. You'll find it there. Okay. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Handbid. All right. You can find us on Facebook at Handbid. All right. Or we're on Instagram as well as Handbid Auctions. There you go. All right, uh, Ray, I have one last question for you. Um, please, will you please, whatever young man or, or young woman gets to come to the National, will you please bring them by the fat packs, let them sit down with us so we can hear their story and, and talk to them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. We'd love awesome. to do that. That'd Thank be you. great. That'd yeah. be great. That. Guys, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for the update, Jeff. And uh, we will stay in touch with you because we want to know how this ends, okay? Yeah, Absolutely. thank you, guys. All right, All right. Thanks, thanks, guys. guys. No problem. All right. This is Marcel from The Summit Show, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, Paul, we got that great update from Handbid. Um, that's, that auction is ending a little later today. Uh, hoping, hoping that does well. I think it will. Oh, for sure. 
And sure, because I haven't bid yet. You haven't bid yet. I haven't bid yet. <laughs> but right now, we're sitting down with an absolute hobby legend. I, there's no other way to say that. Dude's got his own card. He's got his own card, and he's got it right in front of him. He does. Awesome. He's got his own card. Oh, he's yeah. leaving us one, too. Oh, man, Look we at even this. Get one. Will, this you sign, will you sign these yeah, for yeah, us? No, I'll sign them for him. Awesome. awesome. Absolutely. Right, this deal. is DJ from Panini. It's all forehead, but I'll sign <laughs> it. Okay. Hey, you and Peyton Manning got something in common, right? <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. DJ, I don't want to murder your last name. Can you Can you give us the proper enunciation? It's Kazmer Zach. Yeah, Typical Polish name. Bunch of consonants in there you don't pronounce. Right. Cool. Awesome. So did you play hockey? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Should have. That's, that's great, man. DJ from Panini is sitting down with us. Uh, give us your official title at Panini. So okay, so I'm the vice president of sales and product development. There you go. So Very nice. All these hot products that are coming out, you're seeing he's, he's got a kind of a hand in it. So, wow. I'm a little bit flabbergasted right now. Yeah, yeah, I came to the company five years ago to run the sales group, um, and then uh, my background in the in the industry was product development. Okay. So as time has gone on, and we've kind of changed the structure of the company a little bit, and I assume managerial responsibilities of the product development team too. It makes sense because product development and sales have to interact right, uh, together, right? Because right? right. I mean, product development sales has to know what they're selling. Product development needs to know what the market really wants. So both groups really need to work together. So it really works well for our company to be under the same umbrella. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Now, uh, in your five years there, is there a product that you've just been you're really proud of? Something I'm, I'm sure you're proud of all of them, but is there something that you've had a hand in? That I'll tell like? you the one I'm I'm proud of. I'm proud of a lot of them, but there was one product that was key, and it was 2013 National Treasures Baseball. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I had just come to the company in the fall of 12, and if anybody remembers anything about the the, the market environment then panini was at a bit of a crossroads at that point in time meaning that some of the products had some secondary market challenges mm-hmm. the company had only been in this marketplace for three years at that point in time really still in the brand building process um, we had a few policies in place that when i joined the company i felt like were a little restrictive so i had removed one of those policies mm. ah. just before that product release okay. and if you remember that product released uh, with very little fanfare, and by the end of the first day, was about a hundred dollars over cost per box because wow. we did some things to fuel people to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have the one license in baseball as opposed to the dual license. Yes, sir. But obviously, as people opened it, they liked what they saw because we, quite frankly, we had a few years of inventory built up. So there's some great bat knobs in there mm-hmm. that nobody had ever seen before. So once they started breaking the product. The rest was history, as you say. So that one has a special place in my heart. But there's so many that we've done from creating the brands like Flawless and Eminence, Contenders, uh, what's happened with Prism. That was a brand that, quite frankly, three years ago we were going to walk away from. Okay. Good thing we didn't at this point, right? That's one of the hottest products out there. Paul tells me every day, hey, Eric, have you seen this? And (laughs) The silver prisms are crazy. Everybody's chasing the silver prisms. It's amazing that those are are, are to the forefront, and you have some of the ones that are even numbered, and they're they're still lagging behind. Yeah, that's what's what's cool about our business now is is that each sport is different. See, that's why, you know, you you look at it and you say, okay, if you make national treasures in all three sports, it's going to be the same. It's not because the basketball market is very different than the football market. First of all, there's a heavier, you know, Asian influence on the mm-hmm. basketball Absolutely. market, right? So, and they love 
collecting shiny parallels. That, mm-hmm. that demographic, yep. they just like the shiny parallel cards. Sure. And so that's you get that extra boost, and that's one of the reasons the silver prisms are in such demand. You don't see quite the same demand on the football side, but there's a different demand because you have so many more rookies in football. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Then that pulls it through. So that's true. That's true. So, yeah, you know, you don't think about it when you're just on a day to day thing. The, the, what goes into making a product? You know, no, what goes right. behind all that? It's just it's amazing when you start you know finding out what, yeah. what input there. Has I, to I be tell folks all the time that you know obviously it's a very niche business that we're in anyway. But people who work in product development in this business have a very unique skill set because not only do they have to have the ability to figure out how to connect with collectors and build products that are appealing uh, to a very changing audience at all times, but how do they make it profitable? Because right. often the autographs, we spend more for the autograph really than it's going to book for in the secondary market. Right. It's an economic model that really doesn't work <laughs> sometimes. So it's very challenging. Right. You can't just pump a whole bunch of Alonzo no, Ball autos into a product when yeah. right when you have to. You, you mentioned the single license in uh, baseball. So yep. we, we know that challenge, obviously. The challenge there is not having the dual licenses. But what what, what are some of the things that Panini does to, ma- to still make those products appealing to collectors yeah so one of the things is i mean we try to be first to market quite honestly we were first with aaron judge autographs right last year um i mean we've been first with a number of players we have a guy named ben Ben eklar who is the director of our baseball uh pride development team he's just a tremendous prospector he's been a baseball fan all his life and he pays attention to where people are he he pays attention to the trades because they're key so when a guy lewis brinson goes from milwaukee to florida to miami Things like that. He always knows when a guy suddenly is going to have somebody out of the way okay. to get to play. So we're doing things early. Mm-hmm. We build forms early with the hopes that they'll get called up. So we RC tag them and things like that. So right, we're just right. trying We're trying to look as far ahead as we can. But really the difference for us is we try to get autographs of these players first. first and in a lot of c- cases we do. First the market is a huge thing, especially with collectors, right? Well, when you're yeah. working with only one license, you, that's really the only competitive advantage we can have. And listen, it's short-lived. It's not like yeah. it's long-lived. Sure. You know, obviously, our competitor eventually catches right. up. Right. But, right. 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 but it's it's good for us to be first. How, how are you, being a Southern guy yourself, how do you feel about the, the NASCAR license? What do you, are you, were you excited when you guys got it, and where do you see it growing? Yeah, so obviously one of the reasons that we, we, we formed or reformed the relationship, I can say that, with, with NASCAR is, is because of, of me and my relationship with them when I was at Press Pass. Sure. Um, you know, obviously they were caught by surprise when mm-hmm. the Press Pass company went out of business. Yeah. And I think they were a little, uh, you know, embarrassed, quite frankly, that they – a major sports brand suddenly doesn't have a trading card license so you know we've been very excited about it obviously we've had some some challenges uh, quite frankly and honestly um, with educating the, te- the teams there's been a lot of turnover at the teams I don't mean just the drivers because there's been tur- turnover there too mm-hmm. but also people that work at the teams in the licensing department so we've had some approval uh, challenges in terms of timing and we've had trouble getting our products out on time mm-hmm. and that's been a big key because what that has not allowed us to do is put a lot of marketing programs in place it's hard to build a marketing program if you don't know when you're going to be on shelf sure we've solved all those problems as of Donruss racing it was the first product that released on time two uh-huh. years we've been doing this it oh, took wow. us that long wow so now we're starting to build some good consumer marketing behind it so i have high hopes that 2018 
with the combination of us doing a better job of getting things to shelf on time, but also with this influx of young drivers that's now come into the sport. See, I'm a glass half full guy. I always have been. Yes, sir. I don't go glass half empty. So the fact that Danica and Dale and mm-hmm. Carl Edwards and all those people are retired. I mean, listen, Dale's not going anywhere. He's just not going to be racing, but right. he's going to be just as prominent as he ever was. He's going to be on TV every week. Sure. So I think the glass is half full, but we just have to pivot a little bit. It's uh, We hear a lot of feedback from, from NASCAR collectors and more, maybe even so, more so than like baseball guys or other sports, they love base cards. They love just the collecting of the base cards. And I think a product like Donruss coming out on time means a lot to them. So I think hitting that, yeah. hitting that nail on the head was cool. We've lost the support at retail, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly. I mean, I, we haven't, you know, the hobby, the hobby numbers aren't quite where they were at, in the press pass days towards the end, but they're pretty good. We've lost the retail support. That, okay. That's. And that's what I've got to fix. Sure. Uh, Walmart is not really uh, carrying our product, okay. our, our NASCAR product, on a regular basis, and that's a problem. That's their demographic. Right. That, the, wow. that is their demographic. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. That's for sure. But um, no, the ra- it's been exciting with racing because there are a lot of people retiring, but there's such these young new drivers. Right. And hopefully, it brings that next that next uh, generation Daytona into was a perfect it. Example. Yeah, 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 exactly. Perfect example. Um, was it Austin Dillon and Bubba Wallace? I mean. Yep. Those are two huge up-and-coming right. names, so it's going to be awesome. Um, what, what do you see uh, going forward? And, and just I, We asked you with the Fat Packs Fast Five, yeah. and they'll see that. But what do you see coming uh, in 2018? What do you think is going to be bouncing back in the hobby? Well, obviously what's going on, there's a lot of, there's a lot of focus on digital. And, and, right. not, and not to make digital, you know, not to take away from the, the physical part. Mm-hmm. We're trying to enhance everything. See, that's a, I think sometimes there's... A, a misinterpret a misinterpretation or an improper reaction to some of the things that certainly we do, but I think that manufacturers in this industry do in general. My job as the VP of sales and product development is to make sure that consumers, no matter where they are and how they consume the product, can get it. That's sure. my job. So, sure. you know, and let's face it, uh, people today consume products differently. There's a lot right. of things done on phones and tablets mm-hmm. and you know, so I mean, digital has become a very important part of the business, just like the internet did, right? right. A few, few right. years ago, the internet was bad, right? I mean, <laughs> right. Bad. But hobby shops have finally started to learn mm-hmm. that if you incorporate that into your business, build a good social media platform and presence, build a nice web page, mm-hmm. you know, where people can come and see where your hours are when you're open, and maybe you do Facebook Live and there's some breaks and things on there. That actually enhances and draws people into your store. Once you get them in your store, then obviously you can do many more things to keep them in. So I think the digital platform, you know, we obviously do digital cards. They're not meant to replace physical cards. There's a lot of people that do both. Um, right. But you're, you're seeing some focus on that, and it's just because it's more immediate. It's sure. sort of like case breaking. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why case breaking has been able to get such a foothold. It's immediate. If somebody wants to have a, a, a product breaking experience uh, or opening experience at 11 o'clock at night, they can. They right. can go on yeah. a case break. That's true. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. Can you speak to the. Uh, the popularity of the instant card, how that's that's come about. Um, all 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 the manufacturers have now have some kind right. of ver- variation of Panini Instant for you guys. Um, how did, did did you guys jump on the on the on the train late, or did, did you see how it was successful and then like, oh, we got to do this, or what happened? I, I think you know, obviously, Tops did it first. Right. I don't mind saying that, you know. And in this business, you guys have been in it long enough. This industry, when there's a good idea, then everybody, mm-hmm. everybody else yeah, obviously copy, right. grabs onto it and then does whatever they need to do to enhance it or make it their own. Sure. Because a good idea is a good idea, right? right. You're not going to go, okay, I'm not going to do that because it wasn't my idea. If it works, then you're going to do it. Yes, so sir. 
you know, obviously they had uh, they had the backing of Major League Baseball, which mm-hmm. really helped them. It was kind of a joint effort between them and Major League Baseball to do it together. Sure. Um, so they got a good launch. They got a lot of good marketing uh, in, in, in relation with baseball. You could see it on – I have direct TV because I'm a Yankee fan. <laughs> right. Being born in Jersey. So I watch all the Yankee games and – the ads would come up for sure, now during the Yankee games, right? <laughs> right? But, you know, so it's one of those things where the nice thing about it is, you know, our printing process, it takes us six months to bring a product to market mm-hmm. in full, a right. full-fledged market of, you know, a, a product of 300-plus cards or whatever. This is a nice way that if, you know, somebody goes out tonight, Dennis Smith Jr. goes out tonight and has some kind of career Mm-hmm. first game we can create a card for him and have it in the marketplace within a day or two much like we did yesterday when sure. we brought him here right and right. everybody you know take a picture of him but he signed a card for everybody right and then it's been encapsulated overnight and right. it's going to be an industry exclusive card that only attendees will take with them right so it gives you a lot of flexibility to to you know commemorate specific moments in time at that and you know quite frankly some of the some of the moments whether they're just key players or whether they're just unique moments sell quite well yeah i really do for sure because i mean yeah i think you guys saw the the tops bartolo cologne home run card yeah yeah, yeah, it was one of their best-selling cards (laughs) for sure and the thing about that is it's a it's a unique idea because of the it it is it's you know instant it's the next day because a lot of times you have this great moment and then you forget about it because the next year's product doesn't come out for six nine months later right and then you're like oh yeah that happened and it's kind of it's lost exactly it's lost but now you can kind of own it and if you're at the game it makes such a great souvenir too like you're actually Mm -hmm. at that event that's it you know Industry, you know, our business is about engagement. That's what we're trying right. to do. So we're just trying to find different ways to engage people. And, and again, the, you know, a lot of times, what the challenge has always been for us is hot market. How, right. how do you get a hot market? Because when it takes you a month to print something, you know, you're not really getting the hot market at moment. So this is one way where we can get closer sure. to taking advantage of those hot market opportunities. Yes, sir. All right, uh, we're gonna let you out of here, but I want to I want to tell you this: Hackler usually does these things, and we love Hack. But you were great, man. Thanks for sitting down with us. This is, this, we, this is Tracy's great. the master of all this stuff. Yeah, right he there. is. Yeah. But <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. Awesome. Uh, so, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. That was DJ from Panini. This is Lisa from Never Enough Cards and Evolution Sports Marketing. I'm here with the Fatback Guys, and this is Beckett Radio. Paul, that was DJ from Panini. I pleasantly surprised. Yeah, man. He was awesome. He was, man. He was. He uh, it was great for him to take some time out and uh, yeah. hang out with us. He's a busy man. Yeah. And uh, his uh, fast pack, fast five, was pretty cool too. Yeah, it was cool. He knows his stuff too. I'm mean, clearly Absolutely. he should clearly at that, he at should. that position, Absolutely. right? That's right. Awesome. So well, let me tell you who else knows his stuff. Yeah. The man sitting I'm, next across from me. I'm gonna let you introduce him. Go ahead. Let me introduce him. All right. This is Anthony Devine, and he is. What do we call him? What do they call you? The Road Warrior. The road you warrior. Closer, you gotta get closer, buddy. The road warrior. Yeah. So, are you hawk or animal? Hmm? Are you hawk or animal? Oh, I'm see, uh, he, animal. animal. Okay. Animal. All right, animal. there you go. Okay. There you gotta, go. gotta get up on that thing, like R. Kelly, that thing. Hello. There you go. There you go. Welcome to the show, man. We're glad that you're here. You, I don't know if you're glad that you're here, but we're glad that you're here. I am glad that I'm here. This, right, this is deal. an interview that Derek chased for a long time, and we did it. Yes. Paul, you did it. I'm not even going to say it. we. Paul, you did it. 
Nah, I don't want to take any credit. Paul did it. <laughs> I'm not going to take any credit until this is over. Until it's over? Then I'll take credit for it. Paul did it. Yeah, uh, I did it. So, Anthony, you have a unique way of uh, your involvement in the hobby. Basically, you're a globetrotter yourself, man. You, you, you travel around and, and you buy up collections and um, you have a different aspect of, of a, being a dealer. When you are truly a dealer, uh, how did you get involved with that? In the hobby? In the hobby. <laughs> I was dating a young lady that collected dream sickles. Dream sickles, okay. They're like a little cherub uh, ceramic figure. Okay. Right, like a little angel halo little, type thing, yes. right? Yeah, I got yes. you. I got you. And I was um, sitting there talking with her, and I was like, what the heck are those? Sure. And she said, they're dream sickles. And she said, well, like that one there is retired, and it's worth $2,000. I was like... Get out of here. Like, no, no way. But it made me think. I was like, you know, I don't collect anything. I have no collectibles. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing. Right. I want to collect something. Okay. okay. I had no clue what to collect. You didn't want to collect Dream Circles? I knew it wasn't Dream Circles. Okay. <laughs> I'm a guy, man. I could not have Dream Circles around my house. I understand. Okay? So I didn't play with cards as a kid. Okay. I didn't see cards as a kid. All right. I did not know cards as a kid. But some kind of way, I walked into a car shop in Streamwood, Illinois, in 1997. Okay. And I've been hooked ever since. Wow. Nice. Okay. So did you get a pack of cards that day? Do you remember what kind of... Oh, I got a few packs of cards Did that you get day. Pack, a few, few packs or a few, few boxes? Packs day. Well, <laughs> let's, let's just say it probably started my box ripping phase. Phase. Sure. Okay. <laughs> phase. And this phase is 20 years later still going on? Um... Quite heavily. Quite heavily. <laughs> right. Good deal. So you you said something the other day that I had never actually even thought of. You were talking about losing your butt like five times, uh, ripping cards. Then you yeah. said you said something like, "I didn't know how to rip. I didn't know what I was ripping," or something to that effect, which struck me because you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I go to the card shop and I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. So help me out there. Like I say, I I came from okay. I didn't have a father. Okay. I didn't have a grandfather mm. that taught me cards. Okay. I, I, I have no 50s love, no 30s love, no mm-hmm. 70s love. Mm-hmm. I mean, being born in 63, you would think that my love will be right in the 50s, 60s, 70s wheelhouse, right? Sure. Right, right. Zero. Okay. Zero. Zero. They, those cards interest me zero. None. Okay. I, I, I wasn't involved in. So when I walked in that shop in 97, I was a... 30-something-year-old, as green as can be, kid in the candy store. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, let's just say that that shop treated me well. That shop was a very honest shop. Okay. Was, the guy was good people. And to this day, we're still friends. Oh, nice. Like, I go to his kids' weddings. I went to his unfortunate wife's uh, passing. Okay. I mean, we're good friends to this day. Okay. Um, but through that transitional period... <clears throat> I met some of the unscrupulous people mm-hmm. that uh, appeared to say, I'll show you the way. Right. And, you know, five, ten thousand $10,000 later, you're upside down. Uh-huh. They showed you their way. Their way. <laughs> their way. Yeah, their yeah. way. And uh, So I, I, I learned some things through, the, um, through my uh, involvement in this hobby, and I'm still, and I'm still learning. So. Oh yeah, because it's always changing, and there's always something going on, and you're meeting new people, and uh-huh. you have to, you have to be adapt. You have to adapt to everything. Yeah, well, my needs and my desires are changing too. So it's not just it's not necessarily anyone from 
anything wrong standing, but my needs, my involvement in this business, my mindset in this business is not what it was in 97. So if anyone changed, I've changed more than some other people. Some people. I got you. Sure. I got you. Now, you were telling me that uh, how many miles did you fly last year? Mm, I would have to say roughly 87,000. 87,000 oh, miles. But I didn't tell you about the 40,000 driven. You did not tell me about that. So you're talking about 125,000 miles on the road, in the air. All car related. All car related. Yes. Wow. wow. What is Amazing. the what is it that drives you to do that? What I mean is it is it the hunt? Is it the chase? Or is it what is it? Eating. Eating. Okay. Eating. Living. Okay. Um, passion. Well, yeah, you know, I, I take that back. It's not just it's just not living and eating. Um, Paul knows that I use a word in a hobby that I shouldn't use, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to use it on your broadcast. Oh, go I, ahead. Use, I use a word in a hobby that I should not use because there are some people in the that are on the other side of the hobby watching, hear me say that word, mm-hmm. and it's like. It's really not positive for the hobby. Okay. But I also explained to Paul why I use it and why it's a word that keeps me grounded and focused on going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but it's, so it's not a horrible word, but it's really not conducive to the hobby. Okay. So, what what pushes me uh, simply is I love meeting people. All right. I'm an in-person person. Uh, I'm a social media digital person last all right so i can sit in my home probably knock out half those miles probably be equally successful mm-hmm. but i think i'll be miserable okay mm. that makes sense i love traveling I, hey, traveling's fun man I've, I've been to 48 states because of this all right wow where, where have you not been what states have you not been to? oregon and alaska all right. There's nothing in either one of those. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why I haven't been to Oregon in Alaska. No, actually, <laughs> in all honesty, Oregon is the most beautiful place in the world. Nobody lives. Like, um, I would tell you that Colorado and Wyoming and Utah are equally as beautiful as those places. I, I agree. I've been to all those places. I agree. Those I've been brilliant. to none of those places, so let's move on to the next subject. you gotta, you got to travel, Paul. I don't travel, man. you got to travel, Paul. you got to travel. travel. You can't just be about the money. you got to travel. You gotta, this, this money has to do something for you other than make you money. If all it does is make you money, you can't, you're not going to be happy. It has to give you something besides the money. And what this has given me is given me the opportunity to go to 48 states. And, and almost in every state there's a card shop not everyone right you can walk in that shop you can go to north dakota you can go wherever and say do you know this blah blah guy and be like yes yes <laughs> that's awesome nice. I'm, I'm i'm known in, i actually am known in a lot of states so i guess i really am a road warrior <laughs> <laughs> and for good reasons so that's yeah. good <laughs> so tell us the most out of the way hobby shop you've ever been to out of the way like 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 in the middle of nowhere Poducks, sticks, whatever you want to call it. Mm. What state was it wow. in? I, that's tough because I never really, um, I never really put it in that perspective before. Uh-huh. So I never really thought what was the most obscure one. But I did go to a place in North Dakota. Okay. I didn't think there'll be any shops in North Dakota, but mm-hmm. there was a place there called Big Nicks. Okay. And I've been in Big Nicks. Okay. So I mean, North Dakota was kind of weird. Yeah. I went to a place to call. I think it was called Bubba's and. <laughs> In New Mexico. Oh wow! So, I mean, that's an interesting name for a car shop, Bubba's. Sure. Bubba's. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It sounds more like a barbecue place. <laughs> it does. You just don't expect a, a car shop to be called Bubba's in in uh, New Mexico. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I really don't have that. Like, I I, I do. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, San Diego. San Diego. Yes. Okay. There's a car shop downtown San Diego. All right. I heard of this car shop, and I said. 
okay, I got to go into this car shop. The way it was described, it was described properly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You literally get to walk eight feet in this car shop. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it? That's eight it. feet? Eight feet. Eight feet. What? After eight feet in this car shop, World War Three happened. Oh, no. It, it's like you, you walk in, you walk through this little tiny hallway, you get right by the guy's register, and you can't walk any further. Wow. It's just stacks and stacks and stacks and explosions and explosions and stacks. And I was like, this is how this place was described to me. <laughs> and it is just like this. But the guy was the nicest, one of the nicest guys I ever met. Really? He just didn't think he needed to be organized. Pick things up and organize. <laughs> Did he know where everything was? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's impressive. Uh, he, he, Nutsport is probably one of my biggest loves in the hobby, mm-hmm. uh, more than uh, uh, mainstream cards. Mm-hmm. And he said, I have some Nutsport stuff. Come back tomorrow and I'll show it to you. Uh-huh. Well, he took it to tomorrow. <laughs> but it, it wasn't that day. He said, Come back tomorrow. I was in San Diego in town for a four-day period, so I came back tomorrow. He had a box out for me. I looked at the box. I, I bought a big portion of the box. So, sure. So he knew where it was, but it just took him a little time to get to it. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Awesome. Good stuff. Non-sport is a is a aspect of the hobby that it's well, we're niche anyways. Non-sport is even more niche, you know. Right. So, and, and it's kind of like NASCAR. I equated to because you have guys or girls who collect Outlander stuff, and they don't want anything to do with. You know, Green Arrow or Star Wars, and you have people who collect Star Wars stuff who don't want to have anything to do with, with Star anything. Trek. You yeah, know what I mean, it's two different biggest, things. The biggest two fights with, uh, besides DC and Marvel, yeah, that's a fight within itself. But right. The biggest two fights would definitely be Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What what people don't understand if there was no Star Trek, there would not be a Star, Star Wars. Wars. But you can't tell Star Wars people to mm-hmm. like Star Trek because they look at you like you just killed your mother exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's so true exactly. so true what um if you don't want to tell me the number that's fine but maybe you can tell me the number of cards what's been your largest purchase of cards out on the road uh it happened last year last year okay it happened last year uh, uh, last year uh, a new element opened up for me i started getting um shop to say can you come to my shop okay sit here for a two to four day period mm-hmm and buy from my customers. I was like, come to your shop, mm-hmm. sit in your shop three mm-hmm. to four days and buy from your customers that you could buy from. Sure. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a little confusing. I'm sure. sure. Right. right. Um, what type of volume do you do? Oh, my customers spend 50,000, 30,000, 100,000 a month. Absolutely sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I went to a, a gentleman's shop that I got to know through the years, who's here also at the Summit. And that particular one, I went there and um, I sat there. And over the very first one, over a over a three-day period, I spent 50-plus in his store. Wow. But the most interesting one was after that, I went to Arkansas for the first time in my life. Yes, first time in my life. I um, didn't, never, didn't think I had a need to go to Arkansas. Yeah. And I figured it was a state that wasn't going to pick up. Right. <laughs> well, we, we know some people in Arkansas, too, and I wouldn't go there either. There you go. Okay. So I'm, I'm sitting at an Arkansas show, and, and I'm, uh, I'm in my hotel room, and I get a, I get a um, text from a buddy say, I got a friend who wants to uh, 
sell you some cards. I'm like, sure, okay, fine. He comes in with two hotel carts. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm stuff to my hotel room. I was like, this is going to be interesting. So I went there thinking there's no way I'm going to spend more than X amount of dollars. Right, so right, said, right. There's no way I can spend more than 60 grand in Arkansas. There's absolutely no way. Who has cards in Arkansas? Right. Sure, right, right, right. So I spent uh, 60 grand with him. Okay. I had five grand left for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the show hadn't started yet. This was the night before in my hotel room. Wow. At that time, I also said, I'm driving home. I flew there. And I go, I now have to drive home. Right. So I go to the show. I wind up spending 117 in Arkansas. Wow. Dude, wow. I'm not a gambling man. But if right. you would have said, I'll bet you... Ten thousand, you can't spend one seventeen in Arkansas. Yeah, mm -hmm. I probably would have took. You would take bet. that bet, yeah. And I don't gamble. <laughs> wow, because I wouldn't have saw that as a gamble. Sure, right. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Crazy. So that was the fourth time that I flew to a location that I had to drive home. Oh wow! So, so you rent a car in that time, or a U-Haul or something? I had to rent a vehicle and and uh, and drive it home. Wow, very nice. Which was exciting and terrible at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Man, this has been fantastic. You know, it it's nice to get your perspective on the hobby, and clearly you're successful in this hobby, in this business, and, and you're not tied down to a brick and mortar or a website or some of these other things that people are tied down to. So it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting perspective. I don't look at those places as, as tied down. You're, you're tied down in those places if all you do is sit in your shop and wait for a customer to walk in. True. You're tied down. But I'm going to say, can I say a shop name? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike, Michael Fruitman has become a, a, a decent friend of mine. A good sure. friend of mine. Yeah, he's a regular on our show. Michael so Fruitman is all day long on, on Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and interacting with his customers. So ask, ask Michael Fruitman if he feels tied down. Yeah. Get a guy in here to talk to you who sits at his store and someone walks in and say, can I help you? No, I'm just browsing. And they walk out. Mm -hmm. That guy is tied down. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had a car shop, I would definitely model myself somewhat after Michael Fruitman's success because he is probably the most interactive shop that I'm aware of. Sure. Okay. And I've been in a lot of shops. Right. He, he is one of the most interactive shops that I've ever been in. He's actually my LCS. He, he's the shop that I that I grew up going to. Mm -hmm. uh, love Mike. He's great. And what, everything you just said about him is 100% is true. Uh, in the hobby, he, he I, he's probably second to none as far as social media interaction and, I agree. and, and all that stuff. So Mike, Mike does a great job. I'm going to let you out of here, but i got to ask you a question, man. We've seen you, I've seen you all week. This is the first time I've actually been introduced to you, uh, but I've seen you all over the country. You wear a hat that says Rise Up. Explain what Rise Up is. Rise Up yeah. simply means... Respect, mm -hmm. inspire, support, elevate, educate, up. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So it means, it has a meaning. It's yeah. not just words. Right. It means be kind, be fair, be considerate, mm -hmm. think about what you're saying, mm -hmm. do the right thing. No one's seen you do the wrong thing, but do the right thing anyway. Mm -hmm. Be the better person. Rise up. Sure. I 100% agree. And for that, Three seconds that it took you to explain that. I'm glad you came on the show today, man. Yep. I really, I really appreciate you being here. That was awesome. That Good was stuff. awesome. Um, Thanks, again, guys. I, really, I, I appreciate this. I know Derek tried to get you on before, but you're here now. And do we're and friends. Hey, <laughs> hey, do us a favor. 
can you give out an email or something if, people, if any of our listeners have collections they want to buy and want to get in touch with you? Can you give out your email? You good with that? Uh, they can. Or Facebook. I'm on what Facebook. Are you? Okay. Currently, is Anthony Dov- Anthony Divine. Okay. Uh, spelled D O V I N E. Okay. I do have a secondary Facebook, Divine Sales, that I really haven't activated, but I'm I'm probably going. I'm working on some other things right now, so okay. I don't want to inundate myself with that aspect of me Understood. until I'm ready to completely develop that okay so i just i operate under anthony divine or my personal private room which you are a member of okay yeah and uh norton will be a member of when we leave today okay thank you very much (laughs) thank you very much man thanks for your time this has been great thank you very much you're welcome back anytime sir guys this was scary to me but thank you awesome (laughs) no problem (laughs) bye-bye this is daryl mckay with oyo sports and you're listening to beckett radio All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And to be all honest, to be honest with you, it is not really a quick break. It's more like a 24-hour break. It was, man. Because oh, uh, that was by far the longest buffet we've ever been to. <laughs> uh, we finished up the show yesterday from the Industry Summit, and we did not get to close it. So we figured that we would close it today, give you uh, day four from the Industry Summit for uh, for your, your podcast, uh, your weekly podcast. Which is good, though, because uh, we get some time to reflect now. We've, we've had about 24 hours, and we can uh, share our thoughts uh, about what happened, what we saw, uh, what, what we didn't see, and all that good stuff. But before we do that, we're going to add in some uh, new products and pricing here. What's we're just up, uh, mixing it all up on everybody yeah, today. Yeah, we, we really are. We're doing the beginning, the end, the end, of the beginning. It's, it's all over the place. Well, it's Friday. Yeah, it is. And uh, two days ago, we had two bigger products drop in the hobby. So let's okay. uh, let's recap those real quick here. It's not Friday. It's Thursday. You're a is whole day off. Thursday? Today's Thursday. Buddy. Oh man, today is Thursday. Man, I am off. Okay, what's well, Thursday? <laughs> there we go. Okay, so two <laughs> big products dropped yesterday. Uh, we had encased football from Panini dropped. Uh, it's one ninety a box. All right, you're going to get two autos, two mem, and a base card. One of your autos though will be BGS graded. Nice. No, okay. Same. Same, same, same setup, setup as last year. year. Yep, same setup as last year. So I watched a few breaks yesterday. Uh, stuff really looks pretty good, to be honest with you. There's some really cool helmet cards, okay. uh, some really cool cap cards. All right. Um, yeah. So it's good stuff. Um, and this is kind of what everybody's talking about. Uh, dropped yesterday, Tops Heritage Baseball. And uh, usually this is a, uh, usually on, uh, under $100 a box. You know, usually this comes out a little bit lower. But this stuff with Otani in it, it's at 125 a box, 24 packs, 9 cards per pack. Uh, 1969 design uh, for the cards. One auto, a relic per box. Pretty standard. Tons of short prints, tons of variations, tons of colors. Um, but what everybody's talking about is the Otani. Uh, there's, a, there's a red autograph. I think it's on eBay now. It's over $3,000. So I saw that. It was at 3500 3500 yeah, yeah. So just that's just amazing. So that card, we ta- we've talked about it the last couple of days from the industry summit about how that is going to just kind of dictate the market. We thought, and uh, first one out of the gate at four figures already is dictating the market. <laughs> dictating the market, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, and then, uh, so it would be tomorrow, was Friday. Okay. So tomorrow, 2018 football starts. You ready yes. for that? Yeah, I'm ready, buddy. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So Sage drops tomorrow. Okay. Pretty typical format as, as years past. Ninety five dollars a box. 20 packs, 6 cards per pack, 
12 autos in your box. Sage. Which is just awesome. For 95 bucks, you can't get 12 autos anywhere else. Uh, Josh Rosen's kind of the headline in that set there. Uh, Baker Mayfield was not in that set. Uh, I would imagine he will be in their next uh, release, uh, whatever that may be, whatever they got in the hopper. But um, go check it out. It's got a t- it's got a I think it's got 50 or 60 of uh, guys that will be drafted. Um, get your first taste of uh, 2018 football. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I'm, I'm looking for my new products, uh, my new pricing here. I, I was trying to find it, and I think it's all non-sport stuff. It's got to be because yeah. everybody else has been running around with right. uh, being crazy at the uh, at the summit. So Star Wars Black and White is priced. Okay. That was an interesting open. Only one it hit. It was. It was very gray. Uh, very gray. Uh, only one hit per in those boxes, but uh, it was a sketch or an autograph, and I hit the sketch, and Matt hit the autograph. So nice. That was done, and then Matt sent me an email this morning about two new pricings that he has. Okay, what you got? Uh, 2018 Four Feather Falls is now priced. I don't know what that is. Okay. And 2018 The Secret Service is now priced. I don't know what that is either. All right. I think Matt's keeping it a secret. I think he finds this stuff. He's like, I'm going to confuse them today. And <laughs> He sends that. And he's like, it doesn't take much, so I'm just going to send right? an email, and there you go. Right? So that's that. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's the, the first segment of the end segment. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but all right, it all we'll up. go with it. Well, yeah, we'll go with it. So, industry summit thoughts, man. Uh, let me get your thoughts about what you saw, what you didn't see, what happened. Uh, just you you are a smoozer more than I am. You're, you're palling around <laughs> with those guys. I didn't do that as much. But, I mean, so you might have picked up on some vibes that I didn't. So uh, what did you see, man? Well, man, I tell you what. I mean, just from a logistics standpoint, um, I think the setup this year was, was 10 times better. Yeah. Uh, last year, being in Vegas, being our first one, we really didn't know what to expect. But everything was so spread out, man. I felt like you were walking a mile to get from one, one mm-hmm. room to the other. Right. This was in a nice little L shape at the hotel. Everything was you know, compact and, and, and just was so much easier to get around and uh, helped you be a part of things better. Yeah. It gave more intimate feel, uh, which is what you're trying to do at the summit. Um, you know, obviously having Dr. Beckett there uh, as cool. one of the keynotes uh, was awesome. I didn't get to hear a whole lot of that that uh, that talk from him, but that was really cool. Um, a lot of people really got on board with the uh, with the with the award that he won that yeah. we gave that, that was presented to him. Uh, the fact that Drew Pearson got to do it was sure. was phenomenal, uh, and I know that meant a lot to him. Even though he's a very quiet and reserved guy, I'm sure he went home and, and yeah. really reflected on that and really thought, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Randy Nelson uh, yeah. was cool. Uh, it was good to see uh, something different there. You know, people last year, they were talking about, we want to know how to run our business better. Let's mm-hmm. not even talk about sports cards. Let's just talk about life, and let's talk about how to, how to do that better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Randy brought good good insight there. Can, can, I, can I interject right yeah, there? Yeah, sure. Um, again, guys, I have got no, I have received no emails from you guys about wanting one of those books. And I want to stop oh. right here and say that. Because what, what Paul is saying is the absolute truth. And this, this guy was a fantastic speaker, and he has a, fantastic uh outlook on business and he wants to help we have five of those books to give away um and again it's not i'm not even gonna, i'm not gonna run a contest or anything like that first five people to email me eric in at beckett.com will get a copy yeah perfect yeah man it's um we each got our copy um you know i'm not much of a reader but i'm definitely going to uh might peruse through that one so uh, he had good insight i know a lot of people were, were buzzing about him later mm-hmm. um if you haven't caught our podcast with him he kind of goes back through an outline of some of the stuff he talked about it was very cool um you know and then 
you know, not to, not, not to, I mean, I guess, you know, listen to the Brian Gray talk. It mm-hmm. was my, one of my favorite things last year. Um, Brian Gray, for those you don't know, is the CEO of Leaf. And um, he gets up there, man, and he, he just really genuinely wants to reach the hand across the aisles and really try to bring mm-hmm. the industry together. Sure. You know, it's not as about controversial as that may as, seem. As controversial as it may seem, he I really believe that he's not trying to do things to, to separate the industry. He's mm-hmm. trying to really add a positive spin to it and reach out and say, Hey, so and so distributor or so and so manufacturer, so and so shop owner, what can I do to help you? How right. can you help me? Let let's let's work this together, you know, and almost like a I don't I don't want to put it into politics, but you know, something like that, you know, where they're just trying to reach across the aisles and really try to, to work for the better good of the industry sure to keep it right now i believe it's at an all-time high you know right now we're coming off that huge 2017 um just season where just almost every sport was was on fire and um i don't see a whole lot of that stopping going into 2018 Mm -hmm. and i really think he just wants to make it better and uh, i found that encouraging uh there towards the end sure of the summit he uh god last year he was can't miss every time he was up there. He was can't miss, and I, the same can be said this year. He was can't miss every time he was up, and two completely different personas from Tuesday to Wednesday. It was, uh, yeah. you know, on Tuesday you got that fiery, feisty Brian Gray, and then on on Wednesday you got, hey, this is in all seriousness, this is what's really happening, this and, really happening and, right? and we need to make this uh, make this change. Um, you know what else was cool about the summit was sitting down with DJ from Panini. Yeah, you know he took some time out to to, to hang out with us for a little bit and just to get his perspective on things. He's been around and uh, as a as a as, you know very good, very uh, unique position at Panini. A lot of influence and in, in what actually happens on a day to day basis, and uh, it was just good to hear from him as well. You know, I was surprised. I, I told you that right after that interview, which is at the beginning of this podcast, I, I, right after that, I was like, I was, that was really surprising. I don't know why it was surprising. I, I like. He, I've never heard like horrible things about him or anything like that. Like he doesn't, like, <laughs> you know, like not anything like he doesn't know what he's doing or anything. You know, right, I mean, right. obviously for a guy who's been in the, in the hobby for as long as he has, he has clout. You know, but th- then you had the whole press pass thing hanging over. Uh, right, over right. So his thoughts on racing were really cool. Yep, I, I enjoyed those a lot. Uh, and what a just a nice guy on the mic, man. He sat down. He's like, look, I was in Brock. He knew what he was doing. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I really enjoyed that interview. That was cool. Um, can't mention, no, can't uh, not talk about Hambid, mm-hmm. the amount of money. I don't even know the final number. Maybe you do. Yeah. It was astronomical from, from where it was. Sure. It, it just blew up right there at the end. And uh, that was awesome for uh, for that family that's going to be able to benefit from that and really have a great experience come national time. So uh, when we had them on this yesterday morning, they're the first interview uh, of this podcast. They were like at twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. Hand bid ended with seventy eight hundred dollars. Wow! So in the matter of that three or four hours, five grand. Yeah, man. five grand. That's awesome. So uh, whomever this this young man is or young woman is, they're going to have a hell of a time in Cleveland. They are, man, and I can't wait to uh, to be able to sit down and talk to them, sure. see their reaction, yeah. uh, see what they're able to 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 do and experience, and and what that actually translates into. You know, all the hard work that went behind that. Uh, kudos to the Hambid guys and Sam and, and Ray Schulte and, and whoever else was on that, putting that all together and uh, making that happen. Uh, Jeff and Mark. So, yeah, those guys. Uh, for f- uh, It sounds like a plug, I know. I'm sorry. But for, for people, charity organizations that are trying to, to run something unique, this is a really cool concept. And um, 
like Mark said, if, if it's, if it's $5,000 or less, it's probably not for you. Right. But for organizations that are, are looking for a new creative way to do silent auctions, this is it. And, um, I think you should check them out, man. Handbid.com and go check them out and see if you can get them on board. Uh, all right. My thoughts. Um, this was a complete 180 from last year. Okay. Complete 180. Last year where I know that was our first big show. That was your and I's first big show yeah. together. Yeah, know? our eyes were like beach balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've never not, been to Vegas. Right. We've never been to that kind of venue. We were, yeah. Right. So um, the content that we got there from, was mm-hmm. great. I th- oh, that's my phone, I think. I got to. I got to do something horrible now. <laughs> Anyways, um, the content was great. Uh, it was, I think that last show we did was like three hours long. Yeah. It's massive. It was. Um, but the attitudes in the room were quite negative, and it was kind of disappointing to see. This time around, much more positive. Much, much, much more positive. And... It was a good year last year. Yeah. I think we caught people on the beginning of the yeah. of, and it just wasn't. You right. know, it was a little. I don't want to say doom and gloom, but it was definitely not. The forecast was cloudy with a chance of eh, it might happen. Yeah. It might so happen. and now you know it's it's bright and sunny and here we go. So on on the flip side of this, it's much more positive this year. I, the the overall feeling in the room was we're doing really well. Mm-hmm. But I like what Brian Gray said. He prefaced it with like. But you know, we got to be aware of that bubble. That bubble came in the 90s, right? Right, right, right. And that bubble happened in the 2000s when the market was good. Cards were up. And when it was bad, cards were down. Right. There's a bubble coming. It is. You know, so we have to prepare now for that. Mm-hmm. What he, what he, I also wanted to uh, expand on what he said about manufacturers making the right amount um, the right amount of product that's a big thing right yep and they're not feeling pressure to make more product they're they're feeling they're they understand that on their side of that bubble not bursting they have to maintain what they're doing correctly right and that's a that's a positive thing to see and by be, them being content yeah and not being greedy not, and not being greedy. making an extra hundred cases of something just because it sold out in the first week yeah by just letting it go and moving on to the next product they're actually, in turn, going to help sustain this sure. uh, this this trend for a while, yeah. and, and in turn, they're going to make more money rather yeah. than just pumping out that extra fifty cases to, in the short term. So, That's right. um, it's all about long term. I mean, yeah. if anything, Randy Nelson talked about you know the speaker that was there was he he always talked about that three to five years, and how everybody seems to have that one year, maybe you know six months or whatever, but it's really the long term stuff and, and being disciplined and being the patient kind of person to to make that happen and to really look that far ahead is what's going to continue your individual success with mm-hmm. your business and you know this hobby it's um things are looking good i think that's the best way things are looking good so i hope that we can stay here as an industry another thing i wanted to point uh point out and say again and reiterate was uh i saw i did see some negativity but it was from people who were not at the industry summit on social media uh, uh. again this is not this is not for you, the collector. This, no. What Paul and I were trying to bring you here were the highlights of this. So you could kind of see what, or kind of listen to what was going on and where the rest of 2018 might be going. But what was happening in, in those rooms and those panels and everything was not for the everyday collector. 
this is like you know business to business stuff right and it's i mean at, at the end it is for the collector because it's the business to business getting better right to provide a better product better service better sure. price point whatever it is for the collector but it's not yeah you're it's not it's, yeah, for it's, them right this second it's not for them right now you're going to see the you're going to see the results of this of people who come away from, who went to these sessions come away and and bring what they were taught to you you'll see the end results and then it's for the collector right but for people to be upset about man i wish we could be there or why can't we go or right. you know we should do this that's that's not what it's about and i'm sorry to to come come at you like that but it's just not what it's about that's what the national's for yeah. That's what all your card shows are and your local towns are for. Right. That's what your card shop is for. That's what your LCS is for. You want you want the results of the industry summit? Go there. Right. There you go. And you'll get it. And you'll get it. Absolutely. Don't be bitter because you're not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and I were not in even in the room. I don't know. We missed we missed half of the, the yeah, stuff, you know. Exactly. We, were, we were doing some behind the scenes stuff or whatever, but um but that's okay. Yeah. That's it was okay. uh all in all, I think it was a it was a great event. Uh, Bill Sutherland did an amazing job. Ray sure. Shaluti did an amazing job putting all that together. Um, I, I don't. I hope Bill sleeps sometime. Yeah, I think you will. I think you will. <laughs> he's he's going out of the country for like eighteen days or something like that. So yeah, just to recover from yeah, it. just to recover from this <laughs> stuff. So I I hope he gets some rest, man. But. He, it was a good time, man. The, the the companies and manufacturers and people really stepped up. The giveaways were great. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to go to a basketball game, a lot of people went to the was able to go to a casino and hang out for an evening with everybody. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good stuff that went on, and um, they got to go see how how cards were made, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time overall. It was very very positive, or at least ninety percent more positive than it was last year. Yeah, I would completely agree with that statement. So, uh, the big thing to look forward to in 2019 is that the industry summit will be happening again there was some question about that yes uh, it will be happening again but i think it's gonna be later in the year i think so i think so i think that's what the the initial plan is yeah. and um you know we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens uh heard some good times and good locations that are possible we are not at liberty to share any of those with you right now but, uh, no, but hopefully we'll be on the set sale on those soon <laughs> listen to you uh, that would be great um all right, so that's that. That's the entry summit, man. I I hope you guys have enjoyed these shows for the last uh, few days. That's a uh, Paul's holding a fake. Let me take a picture of you and put this out there right now. Paul's holding a fake King Griffey Jr. bat, auto, um, fake autograph King Griffey Jr. It's somebody tried to send it through. Uh, send it through. Let me send it through authentication, and it did not pass. So now it's sitting in our. Uh, it's sitting in our studio along with a fake Pete Maravich. <laughs> so, who, by the way, I found out this weekend was a very popular dude. I mean, I, I mean, knew he was good. Yeah. I didn't realize how much he resonated in in people. Yeah. Like, I've never met that many Pete Maravich fans in my life as I did this past weekend. We did some content that you guys unfortunately you unfortunately will never see, uh, but it, it's not. It's just because of the quality, the 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 sound quality is not all that great, but. Uh, we did these things called the Fat Packs Fast Five, and um, a lot of people like Pete Maravich. A lot of people. A lot of people didn't know it Crystal was a, Pete. Yeah, it's a kind of kind of cool. Uh, it made me go back and check out some old Pete Pete Maravich videos, and that dude was the truth. He was the truth. But so uh, in our studio is this uh, fake autograph, King Griffey Jr. autograph, and uh, it's a nice bat. Rawlings, it's a big. I was stick. Say the bat itself is yeah. is I don't you know the bat itself is awesome. So, uh, 
Yeah. All right, I'll stop playing. That's okay. Put it away. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I guess we can start to wrap this up here. Uh, it's like National Pig Day. Did you know that? It's National what? Pig Day. Pig Day? Yeah. Oh. It's National Pig Day and National Help a Horse Day. Oh, oink, oink, and nay. Yeah. So just, all for, right. well, all that. just for our animal kingdom buddies there out there. There you go. Might be, might be looking for a little animal something. Nice it's National play. Pig Day. So I think we should go to lunch and celebrate National Pig Day. What do you think? Maybe. I don't maybe. know we're going to get some pig. but <laughs> Sausage, bacon, maybe there's a bacon. Yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, initially in the month of March, we were going to do uh, a super collector series, and we're still going to do that. But with the timing of our spring tra- spring training trip, yeah. it's kind of throwing things off a little bit. And I want we want Paul and I both want to be able to give you these super collectors uh, back to back to back to back. Right. So I think we're going to push that off until April. Uh, so, so for those of you who are listening, who are looking forward to being a part of the super collector series. Uh, you will be getting an email from me shortly. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we're going to push this off to April and uh, be able to do that uh, in a more solidified way because last year what happened is we we ended up doing three of the four and then we waited a whole like two months to do the, the, the fourth, fourth one. one. So yeah. I want to be able to do it all all in sy- synchronicity. Is that a word? Synchronicity? Yeah. So okay. It, so it is today. Yeah, that is. Uh, so we're, we're going to do that with the Super Collector Series. But that means that March is open, which is fun, though, because we're going to spring training. So we can plan some awesome baseball shows for you guys. Yes, we can. And then uh, March Madness is right around the corner. It's like in like two weeks oh, it starts. I know, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. I, it's everybody's favorite time of year, right? It is, man. Absolutely. It is, man. There's we, nothing better. We typically do a giveaway for this. And uh, we are going to start a bracket. We're going to do a bracket challenge and, <laughs> and all that. Giveaway wise, though, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to find something because most of our our good giveaways we gave away last year for this. So that's true. Yeah, that, and we just gave a ton of stuff away at the summit. Yeah. So, so. we'll. Um, I bet we can find something. Pro- out there. Find something out there. Be, yeah. Be pretty cool. Um. All right, guys. That's the industry summit shows. That was four days back to back to back to back. I hope that you enjoyed all of them. I hope that you listened to the Charles Haley and the Drew Pearson interviews. But more importantly, I hope that you listen to the other interviews that are associated with those programs because they're really good. Absolutely. Um, uh, Suzanne from Ball Cube, one of my favorite interviews that we did this weekend. She was great. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal person. Yeah, f- just a, yeah, just a phenomenal person. And a cool story. Yeah, and a real cool story. Um, the hand-bit stuff is really awesome. And then uh, there was one more that I wanted to give in that. My, my notes are not in front of me. Paul, help me out. Uh, there's so many, man. Yeah, there was. I don't know. I don't know where your brain is. I mean, yeah. I know where my brain is, yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no. And you know what was cool though? We actually did. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get him on the air, but we did get to meet. Oh, Anthony. That was. Oh, real. Anthony. Yeah. Yes, that's just true. Yeah. He's such a great guy. Anthony Dovan. He's on this episode. Actually, actually. He is. Man, he's a weekend warrior. Road Warrior, uh, cool story. Mm-hmm. So many more stories. Like I want to have him back on, right? Because we went out to dinner actually, and uh, he was telling some stories uh, the, the night before, and just we just couldn't get to them all. Yeah. It's just incredible. Some he, of the stuff he's seen, some of the stuff he's owned, and uh, just been a part of. It's really right. cool. I, I hope I hope that he will come. It took us all literally all week to convince him to come on. <laughs> it did. did. So, he's a little shy. Yeah, but he was great. Um, I, I look forward to getting to know him a little bit better. For sure. All right. What were you going to say before I cut you off? Uh, I you don't, don't remember. remember. Oh, we got the chance. We, we, we met Dennis Smith Jr., man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, 
had a nice game the night before. And then he came over and, and yeah. said hello. Said hello. That was pretty cool. So there Good you go. Deal. I love it. All right. Uh, next week we have a surprise. I cannot tell you what it is. Not because I don't want to. Not because I don't want to tell you, but because it's one of my one of our boss's favorite podcasters. Aha. And I want to surprise him with it. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fun, though. Uh, if you like food, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Sweet. It's a shame that it's not like one of those in-studio free sample type things. Yeah, that would be, that that would be, be even better. Amazing. All right, uh, guys, that's it. Hang tight until next week. And thanks for hanging out this week. Until then, just keep listening. Cue the Jericho. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. They just lurking in the darkness, won't leave living tonight. Punchline for fist fight, we cause they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight, alright? Me and my people just might. This still sounds stupendous Other cats on the radio, they sound horrendous We some mind benders and ain't never been pretenders You out here trying to end us, but y'all just beginners We some natural born killers and we creeping through your windows, man We the fucking realest, man, regardless if you feel us, man Don't make me call the hitters, to pay the grave diggers Man, I'm just playing